Welcome back to episode five of the Merge Feast. My name is Blake. I'm here with Logan and Brandon. Uh, Brandon, kick us off. What uh, What did you think about this week? Yeah, this week was uh, it was interesting. Again, not a not a, not a ton going on, but a lot going on. If that makes any sense to you, kicked off at the Reba camp after Tribal Council, where there was a little bit of questioning from Sifu because his name came up and. We kind of questioned the tribe and nobody was nobody's willing to speak up and you know that kind of kind of went nowhere um at the beginning and then another kind of standout part for me which we'll probably get into a little bit later down the road was we kind of had a a battle of the nerds between between brando and drew what kind of what stuck out to you logan yeah um I would agree the kind of a lot, but not a ton um, side of the the episode. A couple points stood out. Like you said, Sifu questioning things, the advantage that was brought up, the amulet thing, um, items, um, and then obviously kind of a crazy and interesting tribal council. So love to like dig deeper into that kind of here in a few minutes. But uh, some... Small little things that obviously have a conversation about, but uh, was overall a good episode. Like you said, kind of different than what we've had in the past. So all around good to go, a uh, good episode though. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, once again, I stand by having ninety minute episodes. My wife and I were talking about how in past seasons, when it was only 60 minutes, there tended to be a ton of focus, uh, even before the challenge on the tribe that was going to lose. Uh, so just so that you could get uh, more of the dynamic of that tribe to see what was going into tribal council. And you almost had some sort of a sense on who it who was going to go to tribal and who was going to uh, to lose that challenge. Um, whereas now you have no idea because they have the time to focus on everybody. So I, I totally stand by survivor continuing this 90 minute episodes uh, for future seasons to come. So all on board there regarding Reba and the chaos that Sean, I don't think he even realized the chaos that he caused the part that I just didn't understand was somebody else somebody voted D and nobody brought that up un unless they thought that Sean voted D, but nobody talked about it unless I just missed it. I think they kind of glossed over it because Sifu did ask D like, Hey, your name came up too. How do you feel about that? And she's like, well, it doesn't feel great. And I think it might've just been assumed that Sean was the one that wrote her name down because obviously we know that D wrote Sifu's name down. Right. So I think that's that's why it didn't really come up that much. And I, w I wonder if they she was almost just trying to pass over that thinking maybe it was Sean or whatever, but just get off of the subject. So Sifu didn't keep asking questions of trying to pry at it and just bring it up, just trying to move past it and just it is what it is. Let's let's move on type thing. It just seemed like. And I said last week, it's always interesting how people play that if they're going to try and lie their way out of it or steer into the skid and just embrace it 
I don't know. I just thought it was weird that it wasn't a super clean lie and nobody really brought it up. Not that it mattered or changed anything. It was just, it was just interesting. Yeah. The whole, the whole Sifu's name getting written down. I thought that Sifu actually handled it pretty well because he asked and everybody else was like, yeah, I put down Sean's name and Sifu was like, all right, well, there it is. And he knows like they're full of it. And he went and did the whole fake idol thing and kind of was playing that card a little bit. And then he had that really weird interaction with Jay Maya where he was talking about the push hand thing. And I, I don't know, trying to get her to crack or what. But I also thought it was odd that Jay Maya was just willing to be like, hey, we could play it where I'm tell Sifu that I wrote his name down. Which is, of course, D is going to be like, yeah, you should do that because it's going to get the heat off of me. I don't, I don't know what you guys thought of that strategy. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. Never want. I don't feel like you ever want to be the person that wrote somebody's name down or on the outside of things. I feel like as soon as you do that, that puts a target on your back and then also asks for votes to be put against you. That leaves the door wide open for somebody to blindside you when you're telling somebody that it's going to be whatever, and then they're coming back on you. So I don't think that was smart on her play on her side of things, but at the end of the day, well, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Definitely not. I don't think the smartest. And I think that made it easy for D to just shift the votes on to J Maya as well. I honestly think that was probably the thought process of she's going to take, take the fall there. Like why not put her name down and why not, get her out because she's clearly playing a fairly strategic game for sure. It It's interesting that people were making or trying to set up big moves for their tribe and their alliances within their tribe. And then jumping to the teaser for next week where they like the merge is happening. And I, I would assume like the past several seasons, they're going to have to earn the merge. But I almost wonder if people didn't realize that that was happening as quickly because they just swapped tribes. Brandon, do you know what number of people normally make the merge? Is it 13? It's a lot. It could, I, it's got to be 12 or 13 because I feel like there's typically 10 jury members and obviously three people at final tribal. So 13 sounds right. Okay. Well, then it, it just surprised me that if that was expected that people were willing to make such drastic moves and draw such hard lines in the sand, I mean, kind of jumping ahead a little bit to Brando versus drew like battle of the nerds and drew drew a hard line in the sand with Brandon and basically said, no, I'm not really interested in working with you, which I thought was, super bold and i actually really liked it just because you rarely see that everybody always says that they want to work with everybody i thought it was kind of ballsy but i kind of liked it the fact that drew had that hard line in the sand and i think they had to because they were going to tribal but that uh i don't know it, it just a lot of not a ton of substance but a lot of strategic moves for that tri like your individual tribe right before the merge because now all of that goes out the window yeah i honestly didn't really even think about that with the obviously we saw the scenes for next episode of 
emerge and all, but I didn't. I honestly didn't really think about them thinking ahead of it being almost merge time and maybe kind of chilling out. Obviously, at the end of the day, you're gonna have to vote somebody off if you go to tribal and that side of things. But kind of a side of things I didn't really. Yeah, think. and you think about honestly. because nobody talked about it you usually do have players that are like hey you know we just gotta probably get through one more vote and we'll be at the merge so and that didn't happen so maybe maybe i'm wrong with the amount of jury members that there typically are but bellow also hadn't gone to tribal yet so true there was you know they haven't really had to play the game if you will so now this is their chance to make something happen and to I know we just literally said they didn't really speak much of the merge but Drew literally told Brando I don't want to work with you because I don't want six bellow members being at the merge yeah that is true so is there anybody left that hasn't been to tribal council I don't think Bruce has been I don't think Bruce Katura and Jake or Kelly and Kelly yeah yeah, because they were on Bellow, and now they're on Lulu. That's wild that people are going to make them merge without ever going to Tribal. That's true. Yeah, I don't know the last time that's happened. The one that I can think of off the top of my head was, this is wild, but Survivor Guatemala, like season 9 or 10 of Survivor, where, remember Stephanie and Bobby John, where their tribe just got depleted? That's the last time I think I can remember that happening. And the fact that it wasn't just one tribe, that they all tribe swapped, and then they still kind of came out on top there. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, let's, let's talk about Jake for a minute before we get further into uh, to Brando and Drew. I know last week they kind of showed Jake passing out again, and I was so worried that we were going to have a medical evacuation. Turns out it looked like it was just like low blood pressure, being weak. And then you got to see a ton of Jake's story and the fact that he's lost, what did he say? He's lost like a hundred some odd pounds and just totally turned his life around from two years ago. Like what a cool story. I mean, I liked Jake before and I like him even more now. Well, yeah, it makes you respect him for, you know, being able to grind and push through that kind of adversity. And it also like makes him even tougher when he, I don't, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him, uh, obviously, but, you know, he's passed out twice, almost looked like he was having a minor seizure both times. And he's like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not coming out of the game. This isn't pulling me out of the game. It's cool to see him have a valid reason to walk away from the game, want to stay when you've had two people quit previously in the season. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he went down, we saw that from, previews for this week's uh, um, episode from last week. And like Blake, I was worried that we were going to have a medivac kind of a, a strange start to this season already. Super glad that he's doing, I guess you can say, okay, he's doing good. He's still in the game. Look like he, they haven't eaten, eaten anything. So they just don't have any food. <laughs> they don't have any energy stood up too quick. And I thought his story is really cool. I think you don't, I mean, it, not everybody has a story like that, but it was really cool for them to highlight that and to just kind of talk about where he was and where he'd kind of came from. Yeah, it kind of gives some humanity to the players and just these characters that are on TV playing this game. And you start to think about, oh, like 
and what he put his body through from gaining a ton of weight to losing all that weight and how hard he's had to work and then to get his his body prepared like he even said <clears throat> i did all this to get myself prepared physically and for my body to be the one that goes out on me is that's just devastating and i'm not gonna let it happen um so i, I great point brandon because from being a little discouraged or just disappointed in how the season started a little bit, as much as I've loved it with having two people that have essentially quit the game to then highlight Jake to where he's like, you were literally going to have to drag me out of here because I'm not leaving was, was very refreshing. Speaking of no food, I thought Kendra trying to swallow that worm was hysterical. <laughs> I don't know that I could do that, <laughs> especially swallowing it live. I don't know about that. I'd have tried to kill it first. <laughs> it's definitely like the way to do it is just put it in the mouth and throw it back, but <laughs> getting it halfway like a, down your throat like a spaghetti and noodle stuck squirm in your or right there. what, but <laughs> ooh, I, it was, yeah, that was funny. Her spitting it back out. And nope, nope, nope. I'm out. <laughs> so, kind of a, a little bit at least the first part of the challenge was a little bit different. I had to go through this obstacle course, get a bunch of bags. And one of those bags had a key, if I'm correct. Well, each person collected three. All of those bags had keys in them, but only one key opened the lock. Okay. One opened the lock that you had to untangle the rope that dropped the sandbags. And then you did the slingshot challenge where you had, the three targets mm -hmm. pretty fun challenge uh actually in a weird way kind of refreshing because there wasn't really like a, a puzzle at the end it was just straightforward here's what you got to do and fish was the reward which i love fish so i'd have been happy with that what do you guys think of the challenge yeah i mean uh kind of a a not as intense challenge that obviously having to go through that obstacle course grabbing all the key bags and all wasn't anything like too strenuous or anything like that i did like whenever they were having to use the slingshot of not one person was doing every single one at least three of the people on the tribe doing the challenge had to hit at least one one of the targets so making everybody being involved rather than just having one person being bang boom i thought that was good and then obviously fish as a meal i mean that amount of the protein and just energy that that's going to give that the tribe is massive so for sure yeah i like the change to where they made everybody do the um the slingshot but the slingshot was really the only piece of that challenge that i had seen before i don't remember seeing the little obstacle course and just how that was all set up so i like how they're taking pieces of other challenges and incorporating it and adding some new elements to them i feel like we've talked about that a couple times uh, throughout the season and it's it's nice to see some new challenges yeah i i enjoy that as well and i don't know about you guys but i didn't see the explanation of the challenge. So when they started the obstacle course, I was like, well, I'm glad they know where they're going because I would have no idea. The same. <laughs> who who was it? Was it D? He was like, where do I go next? <laughs> yeah, I was like, relatable. I wouldn't know either. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, Lulu, Lulu wins immunity and they win the big fish reward. Because Caleb just took all the time in the world to hit that third slingshot, which good for him. No rush. Get it done. Get the win. Avoid tribal. And then, oh, I just lied. Reba, Reba won first and then Lulu won second. Yep. So we had all this buildup from Reba pre-challenge of, you know, all this strategy talk and it didn't end up mattering because they just, they killed that challenge. And then, like I said, Lulu won immunity as well, sending Bellow to tribal council for the first time. Yeah. Obviously, Bellow going Bello go to the tribal for the first time, kind of a interesting dynamic for a tribe because that was the tribe that had kind of a little bit of everybody on it. So... And kind of interesting to see how that was going to play out. Before that, though, obviously, at the end of the challenge, the first place team finds out they have a, another twist, another thing that they're doing. They had the excursion or um, journey that they were going to take, and they got to pick three people to go on that. And it was Drew, not Drew, no. Um, it was Austin, J. Maya, and Kelly. Yeah. Austin, J. Maya, and Kelly went on that uh, and got to pick between having food. It looked like a sandwich and maybe orange juice or some sort of juice. And then, or a advantage in the game. Blake, would you be able to explain that advantage? You, we had, you kind of laid it out pretty good earlier. Yeah the the amulet so they the amulets they have well let's take a step back so they had the option between food and the amulets and it was majority rules so whatever two players chose whatever option that's what everybody got so the amulets they have to all be played together for them to have any power at all and the less amulets that are in the game the more power they have. So with three amulets in the game, they have an extra vote. With two amulets in the game, it counts as a steal a vote. And then if there's only one amulet, it is as good as a full idol. And the last time it can be used is when there are six people left in the game. So I thought it was really interesting that Austin did not want this advantage. I, like Austin, thought this is more of a death sentence a curse than it is actually an advantage because there is um, such a benefit to voting out the other people with the amulets that it just puts a bigger target on your back Uh, and the fact that austin wasn't going back to a tribe that had fish so it explains why he wanted fish or why he wanted the sandwiches even more and he also had several advantages so he didn't necessarily need it at the end of it, though, it sounds like they all talked, and he kind of gave in. Everybody else wanted the wanted the amulets, so they all took it. It actually played out in Austin's favor, I think. It's jumping ahead a little bit, but the fact that he got back to camp and showed Emily that advantage, I think that is what kept those three together and why Emily ended up voting with Austin and Drew, in my opinion is because he showed her that advantage. So I think it ended up working out. Yeah, I agree. Knowledge is power, and 
knowledge is trust. And that's exactly what Austin did. What did you guys think of Austin's strategy to come back and lie about it? Uh, because I personally, I thought if you're going to lie, that was a pretty believable lie because he was like, yeah, we went there and you could either have sustenance or there was a sweat challenge. And he's like, yeah, we went and we would have had to, bring coconuts back and forth, which is like totally a survivor sweat challenge. So sure. good on him. Where were you guys at there? If you're going to lie about it, if you're going to lie about it, you, it has to be believable. And it, it very clearly worked out was absolutely believable. The fact that most of it was true, just that one little piece of it wasn't, um, I, I thought it was really smart. I'll be curious to see how it plays out. If it comes back to bite him in the future, uh, with the merge coming up, I don't know. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I think it is um, be hard to come back from that. Just depending on where you're at, it doesn't. I don't think he was at the bottom by any means, but coming back and either being truthful or not, I think it also depends on if you got got an advantage or something. Um, if you want to be truthful with that or not, I think he played it really, really well, keeping it believable, and then, like you said. Obviously telling Drew about it being his number one ally, but then also telling Emily. Um, I do think that helps swing her to vote with him and will play out in their favor in the long run. So I think I think he played it played it really well. The whole back and forth with with Emily in the middle, uh I think we all knew it was gonna come down to Emily being the swing vote. I actually thought Brando played that really really well just creating some sort of doubt and i don't know how much he realized that emily was kind of in with drew and austin but it seemed like that was really his only shot uh, was to create some sort of doubt there where emily felt like she couldn't trust drew and austin i also thought uh i don't remember if we said this before but the whole brandon versus drew thing and how drew drew that line in the sand with him basically saying hey I, I don't really want to work with you because there are so many bellow tribe mates left um i'm not interested and they both seem to really get along very well and still to have somebody not want to work with somebody like that it's something that i just i don't remember seeing very often in the game and i, I thought it was pretty interesting but it almost worked for brando and he almost had Emily convinced. I think what sealed the deal was Austin coming back and showing her the advantage. Yeah, I. it's absolutely wild to see Brando and Drew bond over Pokemon and become best friends over that. And then, oh, I apparently not best friends, but Brando being like, hey, this could be cool. And obviously Drew was like, no, which just created an epic Pokemon battle between Brando and Drew. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I was honestly kind of thrown back a little bit of like, he just straight up, Drew just straight up told him, no, nah, I don't want to work with you. Like, it was just like, oh, like, was not expecting that. I think it is what it is. And I think Drew's better for that. I mean, his alliance clearly worked out. So, um, uh, definitely an interesting start to the tribal council side of things. What did you guys think of Tribal? It seemed pretty straightforward to me. Um, the only piece of it that I think will be a little controversial is 
the advantages that Austin played. So first off, he had the advantage uh, of the idol where it was only good for this one tribal council unless he risked his vote and did not vote at tribal. And then it was good until the merge, which now we know is next week. And then after the merge or at the merge, if he risks his vote again, then it would be good until final five. But then he also had, I forget what it was called. Is that, is that the goodwill advantage? Yeah. The goodwill advantage where he basically got his vote back. And so he was able to risk his vote to keep the idol, but that goodwill advantage basically nullified the risking the vote. And so he could still vote. So he got the best of both worlds. I liked it. It was really smart. I think the odds of somebody having two of those advantages and being able to use them at the same time, is probably pretty slim. So from that aspect, I thought it was cool, but I know there is some controversy over having advantages that cancel out other advantages. Yeah, it was definitely uh, Survivor Twitter was kind of split on that. Uh, should that be allowed where you can use two advantages at once? And I think in a game like Survivor where advantages are all over the place, if you have two advantages that can work together, why should you not be allowed to use it? So for and it was absolutely critical that Austin had a vote this tribal. Absolutely. If he can keep an immunity idol and keep his vote, yes. So Austin should not, you know, not be able to do that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. If the odds of somebody getting both of those that work together and are able to do that are fairly slim. So if you are able to get that those advantages, congratulations. You just were able to not necessarily work the system, but play the game at that much higher of a level. So I'm all for it. I think it's great for him, but I, I, I thought uh, I, I didn't understand the side of you shouldn't be able to use two advantages. If you can find them and you can earn them or get them. Congratulations. That's, that's great. For sure. And I bet production didn't realize that, that they would be used that way because what are the odds that two people or that one person would have those two advantages and be able to use them at the same time. But that's, that's exactly what that goodwill advantage was for was you can restore a, a lost vote essentially. Uh, so I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, I, I thought it was a good move. I honestly didn't think anything of it until I got on Twitter and saw that people had an issue with it. I was like, dude, that's a really smart move by Austin. That was my takeaway from it. So getting to the vote, two votes Drew, two votes Brando. Emily ends up being that swing vote. Brando goes home. And I, I just thought about this, but do you think Brando goes home tonight if he didn't ask Drew? drew to be in an alliance with him i don't know um now that you say that i don't know who else would like what the plan would have been that's i mean the only other option was kendra but i didn't really see anybody disliking kendra at all he probably could have played it different even if it was like before asking to be in an alliance with drew 
okay, crap, you know, I'm, it's either me or Kendra, essentially. So let me start casting some doubt about Kendra and get it to where they want to bring me in just to guarantee it. I don't know. I think he could have played it totally different and it worked out for him, but I don't, I don't know. Drew seems to really have his mind made up. Like once he's decided this is what I'm doing, he's not really entertaining anything else and it's worked out for him so far. I will be very curious to see how that works out for him in the merge. Well, I think he's playing he's playing his cards right because he was kind of he was gassing Kendra up kind of early in the episode. So I don't know if he ever was even going to think about voting her out, but he's also he's doing a really good job of kind of controlling each beach that he's on. And I mean, obviously, we saw it last episode, but he was smart enough to understand his new tribes dynamic with two Bello, two Reba, one Lulu. Logic tells you one of those two need to go get Lulu. So, yeah, he's just a smart player. And I think he wants to be in control and he's not going to let anybody kind of, I guess, make him waver. He's definitely a smart player and very strategic. And I think that's where that probably comes from of this is the best way to go about things. Let's do it this way. Let's get it done. I don't think, like you said, Blake, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him in the merge because obviously that's there's going to be 20 different, I don't know, 13 different options of who to vote out and however many that truly is, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm super glad that Brando went home over Drew because I really like Drew. Yeah, Drew's way more interesting, and I don't. I feel like the edit didn't really do Brando much justice because this was the first time we really saw him. But I think just kind of jumping ahead to next episode, the next few episodes uh, with the merge coming up, I think Drew and Austin are going to really need to be careful because they're obviously a strong duo, and they're not really hiding it. And everybody knows that. People are going to want to split up a strong duo. You're going to have some of those old tribe dynamics coming back. So I'll be interested to see how Drew and Austin kind of navigate everyone being on one beach. Yeah, I could see a situation where Emily, because Emily and Caleb are more than likely going to end up back together because they have that connection. It looked like Julie and Dee and Austin and Brandon, or Austin and Drew are going to get back together at least to have some conversation So I could almost see it being Emily and Caleb and that kind of side of things versus Austin drew Julie and, and D almost kind of a two sides of this. And what's crazy is I really like people on both sides of that. And I, for the first time in a long time, if it shakes out that way, I won't really know who I want to win like from week to week. Yeah. Seeing the way the alliances are kind of laying out currently and look like they're going, I think that's a very good guess. And honestly, could I could see it playing out that way. And like you said, I like both people on both side of sides of that. So I don't know how how that'll go, but uh, it'll be good. I think we're in for a fun post-merge season of Survivor. 
we're gonna get the uh the merge feast next week you already know with all that being said you guys ready for survivor of the week i think so uh before that i just want to say i think this is probably the most aside from the couple quitters uh, I think this is probably going to be the most competitive season of Survivor in a long time. Uh, I think everybody just going down the line, everybody is playing pretty well and has a potential shot. I mean, some people are playing bigger and bolder than other people, but with the merge coming up, it is really anybody's game. And uh, I... I'm excited about where this is headed. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I think the gameplay and like strategic side of things is, I don't know if it's more amplified or more apparent because of the 90 minute episodes, but I think the, that side of things this season is really good with the few kind of brainiacs with Caleb. That's able to talk really well. There's a lot of different ways it could go. And I'm I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I agree. There there's no survivor goats where there typically are in a season where, you know, hey, let's just drag this guy to the end because he's not going to win anyway. I can I think I could make a case for eleven out of the thirteen remaining castaways to win this season of Survivor. For sure. Absolutely. So we're we're in for a a really good a good stretch coming down, but I'll kick us off on survivor of the week. If you guys are good. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, I was fully prepared for my survivor of the week to be Brando. Um, but obviously things didn't end up working out for him. So I feel like we, we like to, to give drew that crown each week, but I have to do it. I have to do it this week. I don't think I've done it this season. I got to give Drew my survivor of the week just because he kind of came out on top of the Bellow tribe, tribal council scramble, him kind of just straight up telling Brando, nah, I don't want to, we're not going to be an alliance. No, it's just something you don't see. So I have to give him credit for his boldness this week. Logan, or uh, where are you at? Who's your survivor of the week? Yeah, for me, obviously, I feel like, like you said, Drew's name is always up there. I like him a lot for this. For me, I ended up wanting and going to kind of say um, Austin for survivor of the week. I know didn't have a ton focused around him, but being able to kind of use the advantages together to going out on the journey and having those. I think he, he's been playing a great game and for him to show the that journey paperwork of what what actually happened to Emily to get him, get her to vote with them, I think was what saved some of the alliance there of not Drew not going home and all of that. So I honestly think uh, Austin is my survivor of the week. It's easily between the two of them. Um, I, I'm actually going to go slightly different, but on the same page, I'm going to go with Emily. Uh, she was able to decipher through 
just some of the lies and and i think it helped that austin showed her that that idol or the uh the advantage the amulet uh, but she was in a tough position and and she could have made it out either way but i think she was in a really tough position on okay i don't really know who's telling me the truth and played both sides really well and ended up going with the way that i wanted her to go uh, but i think I think that was the right way for her as well. And I thought she navigated that whole thing. Um, maybe not as well as like, not perfectly, but for her and where she's been like from the start of the season till now, I thought she handled it all really well and navigated it all really well. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think we all are kind of in the same, same area of, kind of the top people so far this season and it'll be interesting to see how that all goes over post merge. If that continues, if we see somebody new step up or um, somebody that we hadn't really focused on or highlighted a ton before, if they really shine post merge. So absolutely excited for that. Before we, before we wrap this up, um, Brandon, you called out your, who you think is going to win last episode and you picked Caleb, correct? Yep. And I stand by it. (laughs) I think, uh, I think Logan and you and I should pick somebody. um, And then we should also pick somebody post merge as well. Uh, Maybe not necessarily next week, but I'll be curious to see how the dynamic changes. Um, So do you have a pick on who you think, is going to win. Mm, putting me on the spot. Huh? <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, uh, I think it'd be between Caleb or Drew currently. I think the side of thing, and I don't know if we actually really touched on it this episode, but I feel like Caleb is such a good talker and is kind of playing a lot of people of trying to be an alliance almost seems like an alliance with everybody and be good with everybody that I worry that that's going to get him in trouble. I think he's a fairly smooth talker and able to be able to get out of some of those situations where somebody else might not be able to. Um, I'm going to let's let's I'm going to say Drew. I, I think his strategic side of of the game and being able to think through different scenarios will be beneficial for him, whether it be who to align with, um, talking through some of that and all. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Drew. Blake, before you go, if you have your pick, I, I would be willing to give you my final three right now. Whoa. Okay. Okay. You want it? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. This might it? change. This might change my pick. So yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So obviously, I'm sticking with Caleb, but I think Emily is on a path to be there alongside Caleb, and I also believe that Kelly will be that third member of Final Tribal, and for a couple reasons, uh, Emily's stock has been rising. Week in and week out, Kelly is playing kind of an under-the-radar game. Everybody also kind of seems to want to play with her. 
She's really subtle, really calm. I think she has made a lot of friends along the way. And I think she will be there in final three with Caleb and Emily. No lie. Kelly was my pick. Totally different gameplay than um, Austin, Drew, Caleb. A little quieter, a little more under the radar. Who knows what could happen, obviously. But she is my pick to win, uh, at least at this point. Um, But I could definitely see that happening with Emily and Caleb and Kelly. What will be interesting is pulling Emily in on that because where Caleb and Kelly got together and he shared that info with her, I thought that was brilliant. And now those two are, are together. So I, I think it's, I think it's a solid final three pick, uh, but Kelly is my one right now. Love it. Love it. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see what, uh, what we think after the merge, how some of the alliances play out and go from there. Honestly, anything else from you guys? Nope. Yeah. I don't have anything. It was uh, a refreshing episode to not have somebody quit. I would agree. And hopefully we can go the remainder of the season and not have anything like that. But uh, yeah, if you guys don't have anything else, I think that's going to wrap it up this week. Another great episode. So appreciate you guys listening in and being with us. If you would follow next week, we uh, got a Twitter. If you haven't followed us on there, Um, love for you guys to follow along there. Try and hop on that train again. If you guys would listen next week.